Hi, I'm Lily, and you're listening to How to Win Friends and Influenza, the podcast. So many people are climbing up that ladder of life. They're climbing and climbing and climbing, and as they get closer and closer to the top, they seem to focus more and more on less and less. They narrow their gaze, they're looking at just the thing that's in front of them. They seem to forget that all kinds of interesting things are around them if they just take a look. Oh look, there's a bird, there's Superman, there's some nice clouds, there's a little bit of air pollution and there's an aeroplane. But instead of looking around them and instead of enjoying what's happening, all they do is just look in one direction and listen to one direction and just focus on a decreasing number of things. We give that a name in society. We give it a nice label, something that sounds good, something that sounds like it should be done, something that sounds admirable. We call it specialization. And it's good, to an extent, just like a lot of things. Just like Krispy Kreme donuts are good, to an extent, and that extent is probably less than one based on nutritional value, but more than one based on taste. So we give it this name, specialization. And what people learn to do, or what people think they have to do, is to specialize, is to focus on one thing, to pick the one thing that they are born to do, or that they pretend to be born to do, or that they make themselves think that they have to do. Where do these ideas come from? Well, it comes from everywhere. That idea that Harry Potter must go to one house, that he must specialize in being brave, and that his nemesis must specialize in being a real jerk snake kind of person. The idea that people maybe while they have facets, they'll just focus on one area until everything just falls away. And that works for a little bit. Maybe if Harry Potter was allowed to explore all aspects of his personality, maybe he would not be so focused on defeating the wizarding world's greatest nemesis of all time. To an extent, it's helpful. It gives you focus, it gives you clarity. You know exactly what you're supposed to do. But why do most people specialize? Most people are not Harry Potter. Only a small proportion of the world is Harry Potter and that small proportion is some kind of little demographic who probably dresses up as Harry Potter in their spare time and like cosplays as Harry Potter and like fantasizes about being Harry Potter. But most normal people aren't Harry Potter. You may not be out to defeat a great magical enemy. Maybe you just want to have a good, meaningful, fun kind of life. Maybe by those fantasy book standards, maybe your aims aren't that ambitious. But to have a good, happy, interesting, or not that interesting life if you want, this is still a pretty difficult thing. The, the drive of society is to specialize, to do something, to find your calling, to find your passion. And yes, that's one way to look at it. But the other way to look at it is to find your little tray that you're going to fit into, that you are a delicious brownie and you have to find the tray that you're going to fit on. And maybe that works if you find something that you're built to do.
The danger, though, is knowing whether that is the right thing to do. And even after knowing or not knowing, the danger is, are you doing the thing that you're meant to do? Mark Chrislip, <laughs> the more he goes through life, he says, the more and more he knows about less and less. And that's what specializing is. You know, know more and more about less and less. And so you know everything about nothing. Well, actually, he said it the other way around, that eventually he'll know less and less about everything until eventually he knows nothing about everything, which is also a pretty good way to go. But this idea of specialization, of, of choosing a field, of choosing the thing that you're going to do, that you're going to focus on, that's survival. It works to an extent, and the extent to which it works is the extent to which you become more efficient, to which you pick the thing that you're just going to focus on, and you don't waste and scatter your energy watering all these different fields. You're just just doing the corn plants. That's, that's all you're doing. You're not wasting time doing the beans and all these other things. You're just doing the one thing. So you put all your energy, all your focus, and you become really, really, really successful in the one area. And maybe you become known as the expert of, of that thing. Like that linchpin theory, <laughs> that if you make yourself indispensable and the company relies on you, then they can't fire you because you're too valuable and nobody knows what you know. And that's kind of a way of screwing the company over, but getting yourself a really guaranteed position in theory. Although in some ways it doesn't seem very nice because the other aspect would be to pass your knowledge on to the next generation and help them. And that you don't need to sabotage other people to go higher in life if you're pretty secure. But that's a story for another day. So it kind of makes sense in a way, the specialization, you, you put all your energy into one thing, you become really good at one thing and you might become an expert, you might become known for that one thing, you might get a reputation for that one thing. And this again sounds like some kind of one direction quote because I keep saying the one thing, but it's kind of important. That's a whole point of specialization that there's this thing that you focus everything on, that you get so successful in, that people come to you, that you can have such wild achievement in this area that it benefits you and it benefits everyone else. To an extent. The extent at which that stops being helpful is if firstly you don't like that thing very much or secondly you become so entrenched and so engrossed in this one thing that you forget how to do everything else. Or maybe you don't even forget. Maybe you're just so stuck in that one thing that you feel like you don't have time to do anything else, that you've put so much effort into this area of supposed expertise that is really hard to reverse out. It's like going to the really, really cramped parking lot and you see a space and you're like, I'm going to go for it. And you're not that confident because it's really cramped and small, but there's no one coming. So you're like, I'm just going to do it. Nobody's watching. It's not embarrassing. I'm going to try it. You're sort of halfway through this really awkward 11 point turn park and then a car comes and you're like, no, because you're halfway through this thing, you're invested into this quite embarrassing parking space. And what's more, there's a car behind you, which can't progress until you get out of the way, but you're sort of halfway in it. So now you're just all in and you try badly to park while 20 more cars start coming over and blocking, well, you're blocking them and they're getting a little bit annoyed. 
And this sounds like it's based on a true story, but it isn't really. <laughs> uh, maybe it's based on some kind of repressed memory, but nothing comes to mind. But it's a situation like that where you just become so stuck in that position that it's really hard to reverse to back out and take a new direction. So that's one danger of specialization. Now, the other danger was, what if you're just specializing in the wrong thing? Like, where did this idea of having to specialize come from? Well, it initially kind of came from a place of logic and of common sense that it, it does make a lot of sense for someone with a talent for something, a passion or knowledge for something to keep going further and further in that area. You know, if, if you're really good at starting a business and you just want to start businesses, why would you force yourself to branch out into Irish dancing if you were no good at that and you had no interest in that? That just doesn't make sense. You just do what you want. And if you like something enough, you, you do a lot of it. If you're good at something, you, you do a lot of it because that's how you get money and how you get success and achievement. But what if someone doesn't know what they want to specialize in? There's also this drive because it works for a lot of people, but maybe not everyone, there's this drive for people to specialize. That people feel like they have to find their calling, they have to find the thing that they're gonna do. Because you don't really make money unless you progress upward in the office hierarchy, you become a manager of some certain area. You can't just be the manager of all kinds of generic things. You have gotta be like a manager of business or of human resources. You gotta be in some area, you have to belong somewhere. That's the general vibe of society. But you have to wonder, is it worse to force yourself to be specialized in an area if you're not sure you want to do it? There's a big difference between gravitating towards something because you really, really enjoy it, because you really like it, that's what you want to do, versus you're backed into a corner, increasingly backed into a corner, and now you're stuck in a very, very small corner uh, with the accounting book for a company and that's all you do and all you're going to do for the rest of your life is accounting because you don't know how to get out of that corner and everybody seems to have their own corner and where are you if you don't have your corner? Specialization is not something you have to do. It's something society probably predisposes people to do because it makes sense for everyone to play to their advantages. But it's not a requirement. It's something that has a requirement. And that requirement is commitment on your end. Specialization isn't the step that comes first. It's the result of finding something that you want to specialize in, that you, that you want to go deeper in. There's that idea of, of marriage being a, a little bit ironic because it's by limiting your choices that people tend to be happier. It's by selecting someone at the exclusion of all others in that kind of traditional marriage, one-to-one -one kind of thing, not some other crazy arrangement. You know, all kinds of things are possible. But look, in the whole typical kind of one-to-one -one marriage thing, it's the exclusion of all others the limiting of choices, the specialization, if you will, that brings happiness. And things that disrupt that commitment will be things like someone not being very loyal to their spouse afterwards. That disrupts a commitment and it dishonors that specialization and kind of renders it void. Like, why did you even do that? So that wasn't 
a genuine kind of specialization. So specialization needs commitment. And another way of even looking at it is that specialization is a form of commitment. So why would you commit yourself to something unless it was worth committing to for you? Now, specialization may be worth it for someone, but it may not be worth it for someone else. There's an idea that being world-class sounds awesome, it sounds amazing, but the amount of work that's required, because it's not all just talent, there is talent, but there's other stuff too, but the amount of work that's required to stay world-class is not worth it for everyone. Just like not everybody is meant to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody's meant to be a surgeon or a musician. And yes, almost everybody can be any of these things, but should you be? Well, no one's forcing you. It may feel like people are forcing you, that society is leading you towards one way, but no one is. Not everyone needs to specialize. When should you go there? Well, everybody starts off the same way, generalizing. We all start off going to primary school and then high school. And maybe you'll go to a university afterwards, or maybe you'll go straight to work. But at some point, we all start off generalizing, doing the same things, wearing the same nappies and drinking the same milk and having the same afternoon naps. And as people start to declare themselves into the Gryffindors and the Slytherins and all of those kinds of aspects of the world, that's when people start branching off. But what's the danger of branching off too early? It's like, like getting on a train that's not your train just because everybody else is getting onto that train. And you end up at the wrong destination. Maybe you then take a train back to the destination that was your destination. You might have lost a little bit of time. But maybe you just end up on that train and it's some kind of express train to somewhere three hours away and you can't get off and there's no toilet and you're just stuck there and it's really unpleasant and it wasn't the place for you. Is that worse? I mean, it probably is. Maybe that's worse than hanging around the station and being one of the last ones there, but finally getting on the right train. But that's person dependent. Maybe the pain of waiting around and having that uncertainty and not knowing if your train is ever going to come, maybe that's worse for some people than just getting on the train and being comfortable. So it's all up to you. So one idea that you can think about, one way to consider it, is to generalize until you find something worth specializing in. Specialization isn't a default. What you can do is do mini specializations. You're a generalist and this applies for anything in life, you know, your career, medicine, interests, hobbies, things like that. People, friends you have, you generalize and you dip a toe. You know, you can maybe afford to lose a toe if you have to lose a body part, you know, just dip your toe and, and see, does, does this small amount of trying something, a small amount of specialization, does that lead to something positive or not? And if it does, maybe you pursue that. But you pursue it because you want to, because you have an interest, because you've sparked something there. Not because you're climbing this ladder and you're only focusing on one thing because that's what you're supposed to do. Specialization is a commitment. And just like you wouldn't marry the wrong person if you knew they were the wrong person, <laughs> You know, people can find that out afterwards. But you go into it with the right intentions. There's enough that can go wrong that you might as well start off with the right intentions. So specialization needs commitment. And if you're not willing to give that commitment, if that commitment's not worth it for you, 
Maybe that's not the thing for you. And maybe, maybe it's just worth it to think about it for a little while longer before you go irreversibly into something. And while it may not seem irreversible, a lot of things aren't as irreversible as they seem, it may feel irreversible. And why put yourself in that position if you didn't need to in the first place? In the end, you need to do what you want to do. And what you want to do will be informed by society and the legal penalties and the social penalties. All of those are important and the financial rewards and all of those things. But sometimes it might be worth just thinking about what's your waiting on it? If you didn't have to think about all of those things, what do you actually feel? I mean, are you doing this because you want to or because you have to? Because you found something that you really, really like enough. And if you haven't found that thing, that's okay. You could specialize in being a generalist. That's an option too. It's an option for some people. It's an option for everyone actually. And it may be the option for you. You don't have to do it all society's way. To an extent. Think about what you want to do.